With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yo! Welcome to the Anu Kai Tree. Here we shall disseminate. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> here we're going to talk, you know, essentially things that matter to POCs, people of color. Um, we're going to open with a prayer, more like a focusing tool to keep us on the same page and to, under- and to show us what it is that we are indeed trying to understand. A lot of things that we will be talking about, um, many of the information that would be searchable for the things don't really exist anymore due to colonizers burning books and artworks and sacred tomes and things of that nature. So some of this information will be coming from the ancestral plane. And before I start even any of that, I just want to give a shout out to Patrick Craig, this is his old radio, this old, his old podcast station, which has many, many amazing topics with some great guests speaking on there, great um, professionals and experts talking about many things. And I believe you guys should definitely go back and check those out. Some of those topics will be reworked into what we're talking about as well. So opening, we would say. Ancestors, we beseech you in the name of all that is African, good, and righteous. May the information here be led by your experience and expertise, and the focus be on our original ways, not the ways we've assimilated through colonization. May the words of our mouth turn ourselves and others to action. May this info lead to the rest of the truths we seek. May we all see how the seed connects the stem, the flower, the tree. In the connections, we unlock the mysteries. Ashe, asheo. So, again, what we care most about <laughs> with you guys in this radio station, in this talk show, whatever it will become, whatever it is, is the feelings and caring of POC. Hold on, we got some feedback loops happening. I'm liking my voice more these days. Anyway, so we'll be talking about things that matter to people of color. This doesn't mean that when we have callers come call in 
there won't be white people that call. It's not like I'm going to be answering calls and being like, so what's your race? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but end of the day, um, I cannot care about your feelings. You are in a place of extreme privilege and your feelings are not what's important here. It is what you do with that privilege that's important. It is how you enact your allyship that's important. But we do welcome your thoughts and your expressions of understanding and noticing um, what's happening in the world as well as um, questions that you may have in order to enlighten yourself further. That being said, everyone has privileges and oppressions. We, um, you know, we live in a world where literally things intersect in that people don't have oppressions without other people having privileges and vice versa. And sometimes these things waver. Sometimes the oppressions happen, you know what I'm saying, in certain spaces and don't happen in other spaces. And sometimes in those spaces, those privileges happen and then in other spaces, they don't happen. So... That being said, everyone has them. Even the people on the lower rung, trans women, there are times where you have privilege, you know, and it's not the best, usually. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It usually comes from your oppression. But at the end of the day, milking it is milking it, and you have privileges in that way, okay? Colonization of the mind. Everyone knows that the world has been colonized, right? Everyone knows that we are in a world where there's white supremacist patriarchy um, ruling everything. And the ruling class is maybe six or seven families, you know, nine, 13. It used to be, I'm not sure it's 13 anymore. Families um, that essentially run everything, have all the money and are moving all of the commerce. So that being said, what they did before they colonized the world physically is they brought something that they thought that they could offer that made themselves look as though they were more advanced or made themselves look as though they had some answers. When again, the answers that they did have all stemmed from black people going up there and saving their lives and trying to teach civilized. We civilized them first, right? So they come back, say, to Africa. Let's go straight there before they even go to Asia and all of that stuff. They come to Africa with guns and things, and they um, essentially, to us, we dealt with a lot of things in the spirit, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, to us, it looks like, oh, like crazy magic, right? He, like, pointed this wand or whatever at somebody, and they died immediately, and they have a hole in their chest or whatever have you, right? So that made them that they they bring us in with things that it's like okay like what is this power oh what is this thing that you this majesty now again they were nowhere near as advanced as, as us when it comes to things like preserving the planet <laughs> and things like actually growing and tilling fields and the agriculture of life and just like really loving on each other and things of that nature that's what they came to us for they weren't necessarily creators they always needed to borrow but they infected us with this idea that they had something that we wanted, right? Or that we needed, right? So then over generations of getting made to believe that you aren't worth anything means that you start to perpetuate that to yourself and around your people. 
that when some of our elders say, oh, what about what's happening in our own community? We have to stop the violence and things in our own community. And some scholars and um, millennials will reply, well, yeah, like if you look at the statistics, crime happens inside of communities more often than it does from community to community. And that's true for every community, every ethnic group, right? My issue with us, because I've done it, um, taking elders' advice in that way instead of trying to figure out what they're trying to say is that end of the day, if we focus on ourselves and trying to bring ourselves to a place where we feel that we matter to each other, where we're not looking at, you know, our sisters as less than where we could like try to spite a Monique or like things of that nature, because the colonization of the mind that we've been dealt, because we've been dealt such a hand that (laughs) they made us believe we weren't shit. So when somebody is like, Hey, I should have got this amount for my work because of my credentials. And they, we see black skin. We're like, girl, you best accept what you got given because you could have not gotten the job because the truth of the matter is you couldn't have, you could have just not gotten the job because one, we don't feel like we're worth it. And two, it continues to be perpetuated in our lives where it's difficult to gain work for people with melanation and from lighter to darker levels of melanation. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to take a second to give you guys the number to call if you'd like to call in. We are, it's our first show, so we might not get to it. We do have a lot to talk about, and it's only 30 minutes. But I'm definitely going to try to allot some time for you guys to call um, if you're out there watching and listening um, to see if you have any questions. And the number is 516-387-1323. Again, that's 516 516- Three eight seven one three two three. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah, I'd like to get a second opinion on no. Um, so here we go. Next topic is racist privileges and oppressions. So there's this thing called whiteness, right? And whiteness then created this negative thing in their mind called blackness. Now, again, these things were not something that anyone cared about until, um, you know, people started believing in dichotomy as the only, like, way, which is, like, oh, one has an opposite and they fight each other all the time. And until white supremacy started getting its footing and its roots, right? So there's whiteness and there's blackness. It's a spectrum, Right. A spectrum that not is that's not only had because of colonialism. It's not like there weren't light skinned black people in Africa already, you know. So let's just put that out there. Like like certain levels of melanation is a black thing in general. It doesn't have to be. Oh, we were all dark skinned. That's just not true. But moreover, nowadays it's due to some kind of admixture. And whether it's due to that admixture or not, your proximity to whiteness, both in your skin tone and in your assimilation into the white supremacist patriarchy is where certain privileges lie kind of first, right? Certain privileges and oppressions kind of first lie because as we try to act as though we don't judge books by their covers, the first thing you do is judge somebody by how, lo- how they look. And you might think it's their shoes you're judging first, but nine times out of ten, it's their skin and then maybe their shoes, if not, like, 
their gender and things like that. So, or their perceived gender. So, it is true that you as a white person get the opportunity to get opportunities more often than a black person in general, off the rip. Then there's the fact that lighter-skinned black people get those opportunities more often as well. We've noticed and seen examples of people with same credentials going into the jobs and the light-skinned person gets picked because of things like, oh, well, there's a lot of white people that come in here and they're less threatened by lighter-skinned people because your proximity to whiteness is supposed to mean that you're like less savage. We also notice that some light-skinned people don't really get this privilege because their proximity to blackness comes from how African their mindset and they present, understand? Like a, a light-skinned person properly sporting a dashiki <laughs> and a kufi is not going to um, get the same respect as a, that same light-skinned archetype with a collar shirt and a suit, you understand? So it's also saying that the standard of professionalism, beauty, and a whole expertise, et cetera, is based on a Western white scale, right? There's a lot of you that believe, that, that, that interject um, Western sciences into African traditional religions. There's a lot of you that interject Western sciences into concepts that are essentially wholly African, like transness and third genderism. Um, and fluid genderism and sexuality, um, there is, you know, there's there's all kinds. So when you realize that that's the lens in which you're coming from, that some of your black scholars that you respect so much got a white education, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, yeah, they might be right about some things, but they still got a white education. You have to then um, realize that you may need to step back and see if there's a more African perspective. Because at the end of the day, if we get back to our original mindset, then we can grow the way that we need to grow in spite of the system. Moving on. In the Black community, again, we have colorism, right? So, and again, I take the Black community to mean everyone from Latinos to to straight up black Americans to continental Africans. Okay. Um, and the reason I mean those and not Asians and I do include Asians and people of color and not native Americans and things of that nature, even though some of them do also should be included is the slavery aspect is the diasporic aspect. Okay. So I consider the black community, anyone who has roots from diasporic Africa and colonized Africa. So um, <laughs> the um, the thing is, colorism is this thing where we ourselves in the community see each other as better or worse because of our proximity to whiteness, mostly based on skin, right? And that my issue with that is I feel like a lot of you misplace where people are mad at you and misplace your own anger. It's not when I'm upset with light skinned people for not recognizing their privilege, it's because of the blindness that I'm like, okay, why don't you get this? You know, but then when you're in privilege 
you don't really see those privileges until it's thrown in your face in some kind of way until somebody is directly negatively affected by your privileges from you or until someone says to you, hey, so you have X, Y, and Z privilege. So I've learned to let that anger of the blindness go. But end of the day, even light-skinned people are mad at black people, darker people, because you guys feel like we exclude you from blackness because of certain things that you don't experience due to your light-skinness. So for the most part, we've got to bring in people who can talk about their experiences. And that being said, I would love to introduce my lovely boyfriend and our old host of this channel, Patrick Craig. You don't really have to say that. No one would know. No. Uh, um, no, the old podcast is definitely still on there. If you want to check out um, Love Less Than Self, they're in the um, episodes for this channel. If you guys keep scrolling down, um, we also have a chat room that's active for this um, show. So if you guys click register, and log in as a listener. It only takes literally a minute. You guys can be active in the chat room and talk like hash it up with us. We'll also be going live on Facebook um, in a few episodes just to incorporate more people into this. So feel free to call. We have the calling number. It's right at the top of the page um, when you come into the show. Um, feel free to call in if you have any questions or comments. Um, but back to what we were talking about, uh, recognizing your own, recognizing your own privilege, which is something that's hard to deal with because the way privilege works is you're inherently blind to it mm. until someone else points it out. And then I think a lot of times people in privileged groups, when someone points it out, they're kind of like, well, I've worked hard for everything my whole life, but you have to be a little bit more introspective and realize that the spaces you've been in and the things that you've experienced, how that could possibly apply and try not to dismiss it. Indeed. Because the thing is, no one's saying that your hard work did nothing, you know, and no one's saying that you didn't experience oppression the whole time you worked extra hard. Like, um, yes, you as a light-skinned Black person have to do twice the work of a white person to get anything, you know, but a dark-skinned person that did that same amount of work has to then wait for your work to be seen first. You understand? It's a priority thing. And almost anybody, if I'm auditioning people, and you know what I'm saying, y'all know I sing or whatever, and I dance and all that good shit. If I'm, if I'm auditioning people and I see the person that's nailing it, I'm picking. I might still watch the rest of the auditions, you know what I'm saying? But nine times out of ten, like, unless somebody comes in and super wows me and greatly wows me over the person I already just picked that had the, that did everything I needed them to do, I'm probably not hiring the rest of them. And that's how the audition world works. That's how the hiring world works. It's not, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, to say, it's not even personal on an individual level. Like, that individual was not sliding you for your color. It's just how it works systemically, you know? So when we're not, I'm never mad when somebody uses their privilege to get ahead, you know? And speaking of light skin privilege specifically, um, a friend of mine a couple of years ago, a, a few years ago, we're having a discussion online and I was just like, what? We're all black. It's still, like, it doesn't matter. Like I struggle as much as the next black person, but then I had to like take a back seat and realize that, hey, wait a minute. 
Like, personally, I am a black male in academia. And when I look around and look at my colleagues, they're mostly white. But then when I look around for other people of, well, black people specifically, they, there are very few dark-skinned black males that are teachers um, on a lot of levels. Like, I work um, in the primary school level, but even up onto, like, college and adult education. And so you just have to be cognizant of that and think, why is that and where is it coming from? And like um, Jack said earlier, a lot of that is misdirected anger. And I think a lot of light-skinned people on this side of the conversation try to dismiss the lived experience of their dark, darker-skinned brothers and sisters. But instead of doing that, I would say ask them to redirect their anger. Because a lot of times we are the object of that anger because of our proximity to whiteness and proximity to them in any given space. Mm -hmm. Like white people aren't around to be mad at a lot of times in our community. So who else are you going to like fight with? Like the person, the person with the most proximity to whiteness. But what I say is to raise that, be mad at where it comes from and speak up when it, when it happens and when you see it happening. Word. Like if you're at a job, and you realize that, hey, like retail, a lot, no dark-skinned people on the floor. And if you're a manager in a position of power or a per, like a hiring position, then you make sure. Make it your business to do that. And that's, I mean, that's what allyship is. Yeah. It's working your privileges not only to your advantage, but making sure that it advantages the disenfranchised. So that being said, like they are saying, no one again just to repeat this no one because i really want y'all to like feel this no one really is mad at you for using your privilege to get ahead the anger that winds up being directed at you is straight up envy that you get to have that privilege to use because no tea no shade if i go to audition and i slay some hoe i want the job but then if some hoe like does decently well and things like as well as me, but his light skin and gets the job, I'm gonna be mad. You know what I'm saying? And like he said, proximity to each other, you're the one here. So instead, I found it, like he said, easier to try your best, dark skin people, to understand, to remember where it comes from because you experience it at such a high level that you know exactly where it comes from. You know that your light skin brother didn't do that to you. You know what I'm saying? That it just happened to them, <laughs> you know? And that's all. So come to the situation with your anger redirected already, you know? And again, we have to take responsibility on ourselves each time because it's not going to be easy for every time. That brother that's really good at redirecting his anger is going to have one time where he slips the fuck up. It's going to take a light-skinned person to be like, okay, bro, I understand what you're saying. I don't experience that. You're right. I did get the job. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. It's not my fault. I didn't tell him to not hire you. You know what I'm saying? Who are we mad at? And then we talk about who we're mad at. Uh, And we talk about who we're mad at. And then we join each other. Thank you too, right? (laughs) Then we join each other and say, okay, so what is our shared experience through not only this conversation, but whiteness as it negatively affects us? Because at the end of the day, 
that's what we have together, you know? And then if we can also have that discussion, then we can have the discussion of, oh, so how can we come together with the fact that your proximity to whiteness helps you, you know? How can we make this work and spread this into the community? So wrapping it up, thank y'all so much for sitting with us under the Anukai tree. I've been Jip Jack. And I'm Mr. Sykes. There will be a part two to this episode, correct? Indeed, it's probably going to be part six too. Because <laughs> intersectionality is such a such deep thing. Thank you guys for but joining thank in. And we'll see y'all next week. You don't got no exit, exit theme music? You don't got that? I know you're on the flash eyes. Thanks so much. much. Yo! With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.